0: The Super 90s Brothers is brought to you by Speaks Spokane and presented to you by Delicious Hamburgers. This episode of the Super 90s Brothers was brought to you by Giant Donut Marketing. Did you know you can hire a website developer, marketing director, an SEO specials for 250 bucks a month? It's true. With Giant Donuts marketing, site maintenance, and paid advertising plans, you get access to the experts you need for one monthly price. See what they can do for you by reaching out to them on their website at giantdonutmarketing.com or any of their social channels. Mention you heard about them here on Super 90s Brothers for special promotions. Go check them out today. Super 90s Bros is brought to you in partnership with Delicious Hamburgers.
1: Why Delicious? Since 1998, Delicious has been providing Spokane's best burgers. Why? Because at Delicious, the burgers are never frozen. Why? Because it tastes better. Delicious prides itself on fresh beef, fresh veggies, and made-to-order fries. And with a variety of sauces all made in-house each day, you can trust that everything is meticulously handmade the same way it has been since 1998. So what are you waiting for? Delicious is located at 1625 North Division Street. Delovable, delightable, delectable, delicious.
0: Hello and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I'm your host, Brennan. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? What what should I do? Should I read it like white bread? Should I go? I know you don't smoke weed. I
1: know this, but I'm gonna get you high today because, sir, it's Friday. You ain't have no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Keep the
0: heads ringing. ringing. Yeah. Perfect. I played the drop. Yay. Your first yeah, take is supposed I don't to know be what to, the, how to, respond to Q- that like we
1: got a show going <laughs> and here you, you are criticizing mid show. Isn't
0: um, my response supposed to be I, what I'm I doing? I guess right I always
1: now? perceived that line as about the show, not about me. Your cringe-worthy, awkward response to Adam.
0: Oh, that's not right. It should be to the show. That was. That's what it was. That's what it was. It made me feel cringy. I know. just Listening to it. Well, it's February and. In February, we decided we are going to highlight Black History Month, and so this week we're we're talking about an ice cube joint. It's probably not what it's called um, uh, Friday. Um, but before, oh, we it, before we get into it, before we
1: get into it,
0: Adam, how are you uh, doing?
1: It's Tuesday. I have a job and I got stuff
0: to do. And but we're gonna. I'm gonna release this show on Friday. That just makes sense. Yeah, Why not?
1: I, no, it's fine. I I don't know. I mean, you're the one who thinks releasing the show on Monday is important. I don't know that it's material. I don't think it does matter right now. Mm. Yeah, it probably makes sense in like a normal 52-week work year. But COVID, unemployment, all that shit, I just don't know that it matters.
0: Yeah. So, Adam, you have a new winner of our uh, pizza reward.
1: I do. I don't know his real name, though. Um but someone was awesome enough to respond and leave us a kick ass review on Apple iTunes. And his his name is Rampage1979. So, Rampage1979, you're a winner. You're an awesome dude. And we want to buy you a free pizza. Um, part of the stipulation was you had to email us your home address and like what day of the week you want it and what kind of pizza you want. So, email the super 90s bros, all spelled out at gmail.com. And Brennan will get back to you and we will set that up for you, Rampage 1979, you flipping stud. Um,
0: was Rampage 79's review any good?
1: Yeah, it was good. It was good. It said, I love your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles review. Awesome. And brings back childhood memories with my brother who took me to see both of these movies and the Turtles concert. I mean, that's as good as the reviews you're going to get. You went to the concert? I guess I didn't even know there was a Turtles concert.
0: I didn't know there was a concert either. I thought the winner was the other person who reviewed us saying we sucked. And so
1: No, and by the way, he didn't say we suck. He said we need to get to the point, which is something I generally agree with him and something you're you're sort of hammering home, you're making his point right now. Is I mean, he oh, wants oh. Us, he wants us oh. to get Somebody gave us a two-star review that said I wanted to like your podcast, but it's tough to hold your attention, get to the point which means but FYI, dude, Mr. Yahoo is that's his name. His name is Yahoo on
0: it's a, is it? Yeah, actually Yahoo. Oh, it's shit. it's <laughs>
1: spelled funny because y- the original mm-hmm. Yahoo is probably taken, but it's Yahoo. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, dude, there's like a plus 30 second button that you can hit. You can skip all oh. this shit, dude. Get right to the meat and potatoes. But we appreciate you listening. And uh, I kind of agree with this guy. Brennan doesn't get to the point always. I'm like, I will talk after. Show. I'm like, Brennan, just get to the point.
0: I'm sorry that I haven't got to the point yet. I mean, we've only been recording for like three minutes right now. And I still haven't, haven't got to the point. Well, that's like, there's some other time in there that we're not going to use. Well, we're here and we were, we're doing super nineties brothers, Adam. And this week we're doing Friday. This this movie debuted on April 26, 1995. And they missed 420 by 6 days. I guess they didn't want to release on a on a on a Sunday, which makes sense, but they really could have uh really could have done some marketing for that. That would have been that would have been good. You know, uh,
1: was 420
0: as universally well known in 1995? That is probably a really good point and it probably wasn't uh but you know, it probably wasn't. I mean, 420 comes from the the, the police code for uh, uh, narcotics arrest or something like that. Uh, that's a Brennan fact. Uh, but yeah, Friday debuted in April 26, 1995, directed by Felix Gary Gray, a uh, great African American director, and uh, written and produced, or not, I wasn't produced by him, but uh, written by Ice Cube and uh, DJ Pooh. And. Uh, wow. And honestly, I don't know how to give a synopsis to this movie, because uh, I've only seen it once. Uh, Hang on, how old were you when you saw it? Did you see it when it came came out? No way. I probably didn't see this movie until like high school when we were like, when this movie was really getting the rounds. Uh, and I will say this: I'm not much of a stoner movie guy. Like I, I know one of your favorite movies is Dirty Deeds. I've never seen it. You mean Dirty uh, Work? Dirty Work. Thank you. Dirty Work isn't a stoner comedy. Dirty Work is not a, is not, a is not a stoner comedy?
1: There's no pot smoking in it. So, I mean, I imagine there are guys high on their couch that laugh at it.
0: What's the other stoner movie? That, like the big it's stoner that, no, movie? No, it's that then? Dave Chappelle movie, uh, Half Baked. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, never that movie's...
1: I haven't seen that either. It's got its funny moments, but... I don't know. It was never like a, a big billing for me. Dirty work's really good though. So you got to watch dirty work, but I, I can't believe you only ever saw Friday one time. What are you doing? I mean, I don't
0: know. I just wasn't watching this
1: movie. I was, you watching said you movies. loved R&B. You said you used to like dance to R&B commercials in your bedroom
0: in your pajamas at midnight. You're right. And you know, I'm, I just, I missed the boat on this Adam. I just never really got into it. I mean, it's just one of those movies. I just never watched. My dad didn't rent this at the, blockbuster for me I never I never chose this movie I, so. so so this movie came out when I was 11 and I had a, a sister
1: who had just turned 18 so that's how I saw this movie I had an 18 year old sister at the time and I had a stepbrother who was like 16 Ooh. Dan's oldest son and they both like loved this movie so we owned it on VHS I remember it was on stars when it first came out mm. um, and stars was like hyping it all the time Like when stars first came around, like in like the mid nineties, they snagged a bunch of really popular movies, like dumb and dumber and Friday and others and Mm -hmm. made it like part of their we're stars marketing lineup. You know, like every time you see a stars commercial, you'd see like the same few movies and Friday was one of them. So if you had stars,
0: it's a good chance you watch Friday. I mean, I had stars and I never watched Friday. So man, I I just like, I, I just totally missed a boat on this. I just think you, you and your your white fragility is showing you you weren't capable of watching you know an african American movie I think it was i was i was eleven years old I didn't have any older siblings and I'm i was with, i'm going with right white fragility and by the time I was able to probably watch it, I was like getting into that like that Christian phase where I was oh, like really man. into like God and like this movie just <laughs> you know, wasn't really in my wheelhouse then i was you know, busy going to like Creation Fest and youth group, and you know, Friday just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't there for me yet. So, uh, but yeah, so I don't have any great impressions of this movie, and I don't, and if I saw it, it wasn't until I was like much older. But I have gone through, I've watched it again, and what I will say about my impressions of it is that it's it's a really funny movie, and and we'll get into all the standouts.
1: But for initial impressions, I gotta say the first thing I thought was, who is this Ice Cube guy? And how is he so fucking talented? Like I knew that he was like a really famous rapper. I knew that I had seen him in, was that Boys Boys in the Hood that he was in or is that Menace to Society? I always get those two confused. I believe he was in uh, Boys in the Hood. The one he was in, I had seen and thought he had done really well. I thought he was a really good actor. And I was, you know, I was like a wannabe writer growing hmm. up. And I like saw that Ice Cube wrote this movie. And when I saw it, I was probably 12. I don't, I don't think I saw it when it came out. I probably saw it in 96. And I was like, hang on, this really famous rapper and good dramatic actor just wrote and starred in one of the funniest comedies of the year? Like, who is this guy? Like, this guy is so talented. And I think that there's a lot of hate, right, for people to get famous, especially Mm. nowadays. People always have some, some beef with people that get famous. In the old days, I really believe it had much more to do with legit talent. And I I think that Ice Cube is one of those those rare those rare group that came out from like the early '90s rap scene that was actually just like brimming with talent, you know. And it, it came out and everything he did. And he said that the hood movies that he saw they were missing something. That they were all so serious, so dramatic. They were always like people are always dying, and dads are crying, and people are getting shot, and cops are the monsters. He said. He had a lot of fun in the hood and he wanted to write a movie expressing that. And I thought that like, this is, is one of the best comedies of the nineties. And it's Mm. from a completely different perspective than you or I would have had growing up. And yet we see it and how it would be instantly when we watch it. And I think that, that, that takes a really great writer. So my first impression when I watch it was ice cubes just the fucking shit.
0: I mean, do you want to get into the synopsis and Adam? I mean, do you want me to do my bad synopsis? Yeah, I want you to do your bad synopsis. I, I hate you um Brennan's bad synopsis Ow. so Craig played by Ice Cube um is just got fired right and he so he he got fired on on Thursday now it's Friday and he and he spends the the day with his friend Smokey and he uh Smokey's a drug dealer um and they they then there's uh, a, a, a big worm enters the picture and he needs to collect money from Smokey And he needs to pay him $200 no later than 10 PM or Smokey and Craig are going to get killed. And so then they have to, they have to put together $200, not $2,000. They got to put together $200 to pay big warm. And then, and then hilarity, hilarity ensues. Is that, is that a, if it's it's good. Know. My favorite part was when you said, "There's a big worm that comes out." Like you, you made it sound like he's an actual worm. We're not talking about trimmers. We're talking about uh, we're talking about big worm, the character. Uh, yeah, big worm is this uh, this ice cream truck driver.
1: Uh, he, he he drives a food truck that he sells drugs out of, but he also sells like candy and and shit to like the little kids. So he's an entrepreneur, and uh, he had loaned he had given Smokey a stash to sell and Smokey smoked it all instead of selling it. And now big, big worm. What's up? Big worm. Big worm wants his money and Smokey doesn't have it. And he kind of, he kind of finagles ice cubes character Craig into it by saying like him and Craig smoked it, even though Craig only had like a hit or two. Like if Smokey smoked 200 bucks worth, like Craig should not have gotten involved. (laughs) But anyway, Craig gets involved. It's his best friend. And they've got to finagle through the day to get this money and keep 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 the neighborhood safe. And there's a lot of ruffians in the neighborhood, but Craig and his family are kind of like uh, you know the more normal trying the sheriffs of the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, his dad's a dog catcher, um, and I'm, I'm I don't remember what his mom does, but she might just be a stay at home mom. Uh, she, she
1: makes really awesome breakfasts, and that doesn't give him any. That that. Yeah, that's that's it. So But how about but how about you how about we get to uh our a pretty pretty famous line from the movie? Damn. That that line has uh become a meme, a gif. Is it gif or jif?
0: I'm not gonna get into this argument. Okay, it's forget. It's, it's one GIF, of those. Please. And not uh,
1: more than that, just quoted a lot by people I know throughout all the years with the full body movement that I and mean, they
0: lean way back.
1: It's, it's become a thing.
0: I honestly, uh, when you when I play when I got this drop and put on my, I was just like, oh, I did not know that came from this movie. Like it's something that you just say. It's like in your vernacular. Like when something happens, to you, when something happens to someone that is like messed up, and or like you just do that. And I didn't know that came from this movie. So, uh, okay. Uh, um, let me let me talk about the
1: next best character, mo- next biggest character, and that's probably Debo. Debo played by Tiny Lister Jr aka Zeus from late 80s wrestling fame. I don't know who who remembers that that badass survivor series with uh it was like Hulk and you know
0: I don't know somebody else again against, <laughs> against I, million dollar man and Zeus. I did not realize he was a uh, that that he was a wrestler that's amazing. Yeah, and everyone always brings up that shitty movie him and Hulk did called
1: No Holds Barred, which is just a pile of crap. But but Zeus was also in the wrestling circuit. I don't know for how long, probably less than a year, and he was the star of this like awesome Survivor Series. And like I want to say it was '89. And uh, anyway, so I've been watching Tiny Lister since I was real little, a little weeby kid. I had that Survivor Series when I was like three or four. Did you um, recognize
0: him when you watched the movie?
1: No, no, I didn't. I didn't make the connection. It was him till years later when I, when the internet came out and I started, you know, doing all that. But mm. um, anyway, Debo is the block bully. He's this big, giant dude that picks on and bullies everybody because he can kick all of their asses. And uh, he wears this big flannel, and he's got kind of like a dead eye, like one of his eyes is like kind of like white and dead. And he's, he's a man of few words. Let's we'll say that. And uh, he's the principal antagonist in this movie. Like, he's the one always getting in the way when Craig and Smokey are trying to get shit done. Or beating people, like beating up DJ Pooh, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, but yeah, and then there was uh, Big Worm. We talked about him. He's the, the drug dealer that Smokey owes, the drug dealer that's threatening Smokey and Craig's life. So he's you know he's another antagonist, but he's in it a lot less than Debo. Debo's not in the drug scene; he's just a prick. And then there's a few other characters: uh, Felicia, everybody knows that. We'll, we'll get to that drop later. There's this funny little homeless guy named Izal that's always like falling and trying to set people up for bullshit lawsuits. Then there's this uh, crazy Hispanic dude named Hector who's got one of those like those lowrider cars that bounce, and he he buys drugs from Smokey, and he also laces some weed with pcp that gets smoky like pooping in a chicken coop one time i think that's a flashback scene but uh yeah it's a it's a colorful bunch it's a very fun colorful grouping of characters and many of them aren't overly complex but the dialogue the way it's written and the way the movie is shot and all the fun engaging performances just make it they just make it a really um what's the right word um I already said engaging, eclectic. but it, it brings not eclectic, right? You're not looking for that, like no. I, no would- I was just gonna say I was just gonna say
0: the picture draws you in somehow with with its with its personalities. Yeah, this I, the one thing I noticed when in this movie is that there's a ton of bit characters. Like there's like they they introduce characters like pretty much I won't say every scene, but like there's some there's a new character like in the first. 30 minutes like every five minutes like there's um, like the mom there's the sister there's girlfriend there's felicia there yeah there's all these people that you named like there's just they introduce people like the neighbor like um i don't i don't know if the neighbor was uh if, if he was homosexual or if he was just like flamboyant but like their neighbor was really like uh you know wore very colorful clothes and like didn't want people to walk on his lawn and and then like You know, the Miss Parker who is really, really hot and like her husband, Tony Cox, and then tons of other, you know, you know, obviously Bernie Mac. And I know we're going to mention these people later in the show, but like, yeah, there's a a very a ton of people that come in the movie in and out like every every five minutes. I feel like comedies used to do that a lot more
1: and it was effective, like like pretty much all the best Fairly Brothers movies are just road trip movies, really like Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin Mm. Me, myself, and Irene. They're just road trip movies so that you get to meet all these different funny, goofy people along the way. I know that nowadays you see a lot less of that, and I believe it has to do with production costs. Like Mm. (laughs) the way that um, movies are made these days, the costs stack up differently than they used to. And one of the the big things is number of cast and insurance for that cast and insurance doing stunts. So, like road trips, like anything in a car is a stunt, and it, and you got to ensure everybody. And the way that a lot of studios have gotten around this is they've made movies with much smaller scales, smaller casts, less distance traveled, fewer characters, all that. And yeah. I, for one, am annoyed by it. I think it was much more fun in the '80s and '90s when you really had no fucking idea what was around
0: every corner. That's true. Yeah, you didn't like this movie. Is like only this movie's. A perfect length for one. It's 90 minutes long and it just jam packs so much into it in 90 minutes. I wonder how many, I, I wish I knew like the stats of like how many scenes are in this movie, but like for a 90 minute movie, you feel like it there's that it goes on for a long time. Yeah, it is. It's a really,
1: it's a really good movie. whenever people haven't seen it, I always tell them like, even if they're kind of like white assholes, like I always tell them you'll like Friday. Like I think you will. It's really funny. It's really good. It's really well done. Um, mm. I I found it to be a a uniter this movie uh, across races.
0: Well, this is like the type of movie too. Like when you're in college or in high school, like you, you put on a, on, on a Friday night or Saturday night to like watch with your friends. Like you might just like be sitting around like playing a game or, you know, playing cards something like that. But like you might put Friday on the background and you could just like turn and watch it and like laugh. Like that's how I bit. Like that's probably why I never watched it because I was, I was always watching it by proxy somewhere. like, so not really I, like, paying attention like not really paying attention. Yeah. Like I yeah. feel like we used to be at your house all the time. We'd play poker and then like, instead of having music on, we might have a movie on like, yeah, we'd do that. Yeah. But, um, but so let's get into the production history. This was written by ice cube and DJ Poo. like I said, um, the red red who gets knocked out in the movie and you, you noted that this is ice cubes, third script, but first produced.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, that's that's about right i would say most screenwriters usually don't get their first script produced we just mm. and I, I say we i don't know if i'm allowed to but i <laughs> i feel like a screenwriter um we usually don't have exactly the formula down our first try and our second try is a lot of us are a lot better on our second try but it's usually like your third fourth scripts your third four screenplays when you it's the right combination of talent ideas that you've been dwelling on all your life and getting a feel for the formula of a screenplay. Now, having your third script produced and be this successful is not common. Like that, that's why I was like on Ice Cube's balls earlier. Like he's just so talented that he got it done. So he, um, he pitched this script to New Line Cinema who had just done House Party and mm-hmm. had done really well with it. And so they were kind of in the market for another, you know, like black comedy movie. So it was almost like the perfect, the perfect marriage. They agreed to make it, but they wanted to cast a real comedian as Smokey because when they pitched it, DJ Pooh was going to play Smokey. So Uh, Ice Cube mm -hmm. and DJ Pooh, you know, smartly agreed to this. um, And they said Chris Tucker had like just one, like a deaf comedy jam stand up night or something. So they interviewed him and they said he was like horrible. His first read. And then they came back his second read after a little while, and he'd been studying the character, and he said it was complete 180. And even though it wasn't exactly what they envisioned, they thought it was hilarious, and they said, "This is our guy."
0: That's that's awesome. Like, uh, I mean, because I was looking at Chris Tucker's IMDb before we were doing the show, and I was like, I was surprised to see that this was like his first uh, major major credit. Like, he was in House Party three, like you mentioned, but like other than that, like he this is his first. I, I yeah, this is his first lead role. And uh and I'm i, Eye I for imagine- talent, right? I for fucking talent.
1: This is Ice Cube and DJ Pooh making that call.
0: And 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 I obviously Chris Tucker's gone on to have an amazing career. Uh and so but uh Chris, yeah, T- so- Chris Tucker jumps off the screen when you watch this. He's so funny. Like he
1: is just fucking side splittingly funny in this movie. Like everything he says is funny.
0: Is there any, was there anything else that, did you learn anything else by doing any research? Like who else was in line to maybe be this character?
1: Um, no, I didn't, I didn't catch anything
0: else that was newsworthy. No, I I would just be curious to know, like if you're, if they were looking for a comedian to play that character, like who else would have been on the table? Like I feel like Dave Chappelle could have been like in line to be that character as well. And I am, I always, I always like playing that. What if like, cause I know like Dave Chappelle, like, was in men in tights and like, that was his first big thing. So like, he, this was like right at the same time that he could have been, he could have played Smokey, but it, Dave Spell was in a uh, con air, maybe about a year and a half after this movie came out. <clears throat> as oh. was, as was a, uh, uh, tiny Lister jr. Um, he was in he, con Air. Wasn't he in con air? Um, maybe I that. I think so. That's I was, I was looking at another movie he was in. Um, but yeah, uh, well, uh, why don't we go to our new segment, Brennan? Oh, gosh, yeah. Let's go into our new segment. Are you, do you want to just do the drop, or do you want me to Song put it in the Song of the month. Ow. This is how we do it.
1: This is how we do it. This was the most popular song that summer, 1995. So this came. This was the number one song in America, April 26, 1995, and stayed popular that whole fucking year. It was like I remember it being Alex Rodriguez's walk-up music for the Mariners. Other players had it as walk-up music. It was like it was in like every soundtrack that came out. It was in the Multiplicity soundtrack, and it was on the radio constantly. It was constantly. Everybody loves the song.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm actually surprised that it wasn't. On this, like, I feel like it should have been on this album. Like, I mean, on like Friday soundtrack. If it wasn't, I'm not sure. If, I don't think it was. Uh, but it like starts off with you know the lyrics. It's Friday night, and like, I, I actually when I when I went over your notes and I and I did that this time, Adam. Thanks, I buddy. <laughs> I actually thought like, oh, was this was this song released in in line with you know the movie, and and it wasn't. But uh, but I remember this song, like when we talk about how much I was in the R&B, like I had this single and I listened to the song nonstop, I loved, I loved Montel Jordan. Um Did he ever do anything else? He came out with like, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he was a one hit wonder, but I think this was, you know, this was the peak. This was the peak for, it wasn't uh, a one hit wonder, but he had one good hit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we yeah, wonder exactly. about the rest. Well, like I remember like, I mean, I listened to like, I probably bought like, a hundred R and B albums from like ninety-four to like two thousand and I definitely had his like follow up album and I and I enjoyed it but like it wasn't like commercially successful. Um and but yeah I mean this move this song is I mean this song is the kind of song you put on on a Friday when you're at home and you're getting ready to go out with your wife in in white America. I mean this is it this is uh I, I always this- put this song like on Friday
1: mornings. I'll do this thing where I'll wake up my wife and dog and I'll go, it's Fry-yay, or I'll say, it's Fry-cray, and then I'll have like a song ready on the Bluetooth, and this is usually like the first song. So Jill will be like asleep at her pillow, and suddenly Montel will be like, this is how we do it, like Friday morning at like 6.30 a.m. when I'm getting up to go to work and she's sleeping. That's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, And we do like a little dance party. And one time we were like dance partying. (laughs) I would like look over in the corner and I'm like, is that dog vomit? I was like, oh, and it ruined the party. My dog had gotten sick the night before and we didn't catch it.
0: Interestingly enough, Montel Jordan has left the music business to become a worship leader at Victory World Church in Georgia. So uh, I'm guessing he's not singing This Is How We Do It too much anymore. Um, Yeah, but I mean, this this is how we do it. It's a pretty clean song, isn't it? I think so. I mean, I'm not going to get into the lyrics, but I don't know. This was a... It was definitely a... Brendan you yeah. used to yeah. dance to this single by yourself in your room, in your
1: pajamas late at night. Fast forward 20 years, you literally have a podcast showcasing your ability. What do you mean you're not
0: going to get into the lyrics? I mean, do you want me to get into the lyrics? Well, I like, just want you to... Well, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We got time. Um, I mean, I don't think... I, this is the song of the month god damn it we yeah, get into he hit the he short like, he, he hit the shore because i'm faded honey in the street say monty yo we made it you know it, he he's always getting faded so he's doing he's he's Fated? drinking can't he's yeah, drinking. faded could be booze so he's drinking you know, he, he reached for his 40 and he turns it up he's talking about music in his car yeah this isn't too much like so he drinks um, beer oh go to hell montel yeah, there's not there's not much going on in this. It's pretty it's pretty PC. You're right. It's a Montel really was lot. a really
1: po- Montel was a pretty yeah. popular like name in the 90s. Was it? I don't know Montel I don't know. Williams.
0: I mean, it, I don't I don't know anybody named Montel except for Montel Jordan. I guess what I I'm
1: getting at is I'd like to see more Montels. <laughs>
0: um, I think it's a cool name. It is a cool name. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is how we do it. Go play it. It's uh, it will make you dance in your room by yourself when you're eight years old until you see the dog vomit until, I mean, I guess I was 11, so I wasn't eight years old yet. So, but yeah, I, All I right. love this. So he gets and a little, it, faded on, on, f- it's on. it's on my nineties playlist of my 90 favorite nineties R and B song. So he it's, gets a little faded from a 40. What you guys are so perfect. You've never gotten a little faded. I sorry. Not, sorry. You. I'm, I'm not you. I'm talking to our audience. Like don't judge him. Yeah, no one's judging him. Actually, okay. I, I wasn't even judging him. I'm just, i just—I thought it was interesting that he became a, you know, a leader of a band in a church worship group, something like that. We've we've gone too far. Who cares? He he has the the inverse course that you had. He does. He you know he he went too hard and then he found God. I found God, and then realized I didn't go hard and then just continue to go hard and then maybe someday I'll find God again. So
1: So you're saying that if you're going to go God, you need
0: to go hard
1: first, like at least get your money's worth.
0: I mean, isn't that how it usually works? Like Well, yeah, like, you
1: yeah, like all those old Italian mafiosos that would they would go to mass on Easter once a year and they they thought that all of their sins were absolved. They went hard the rest of the year, but hey, I'm here on Easter.
0: <laughs> that That's a good point. It's the same Uh, concept. Jesus Christ. Isn't that like every religious
1: person though? I'm going to be an asshole during the week, but let me go sit in this pew for an hour and a half and I'm
0: absolved. Not every religious person, but like a lot of religious people. A lot of, yeah, a lot of religious people. Um, Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we Uh, keep
1: dumping on the religious, but that's, that's low hanging fruit. So we should, we should get back to uh, Friday. Um, Well, Brennan, you
0: love Ice Cube. What what else has Ice Cube done that you really like? Um, Are we there yet? You did not. That's what I... What do I I love with him in it? Uh, I I loved him in 21 Jump Street. Um, Really? That's the best you got? Torque? Um, I don't... As much as Ice Cube has done in his life, like... I don't, he hasn't done a ton of like great like movies. Like I, he did, he did Friday. He did barbershop. Um, he did, oh, he did three Kings. That's a good movie with uh, Marky Mark. Yeah. And, everyone says that movie's good. I've actually never seen it. Um, that movie. It, it's a good, like, uh, I've always a wanted good, to. It's a good heist movie that takes place in, um, the whatever, uh, desert storm. Um, but then, like, he got, he was in, he was in Anaconda, which is not you know, good on the rewatch. Not great, but, but it has, you know, JLo in it. Shout out to our last episode. Hey Color. yeah, check out um, our Living Color podcast. And, I mean, I just, I mean, and honestly, like, I never really listened to much of his music when I was growing up. I didn't start listening to his music later in life, but, like, his, his rap that came out of the early 90s is, Amazing. Like, go listen to his albums. It's like, listen to NWA, listen to his, his solo work. It's, he was an amazing rapper. And, uh, and, but yeah, he didn't like, he did the players club. Like he didn't really like, I don't think he did anything that I was like, would really say like, oh man, I loved ice cube in that. But like the other character, there's two other characters, uh, actors in this movie that I would say really became like household names. Like ice cube was a household name, but like, I feel like Chris Tucker you know he went on to really do i mean movies that i like the fifth element his character in the fifth element which is a movie we should totally do is i one of my favorite characters in a movie of all time what like,
1: he yeah, almost he, ruined fifth element i love him i love that i,
0: I for what a reason i love that. love him in that movie rush hour great action comedy yeah. um and but you know honestly like <laughs> Looking at his like, you think he's a really fit. Like, he's done a lot of movies. He's only done, he's only done one four movies in the two thousands. Oh, if you take Friday and Rush Hour out, like it's kind of thin. Like he's in Jackie Brown, Money Talks, but like, yeah, he's not in anything. Wow, that's oh, crazy. Yeah, he di- he dies at the very beginning of Jackie Brown too. He's not in it much. Oh, and like, and then he's in like Silver Linings Playbook for like. Not I mean like as a, a side character. Uh, so like yeah, like it's weird that Chris Tucker, like I think highly of Chris Tucker, but he's only literally been in like five movies. Um Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And Rush Hour Four is coming out, I guess. Great. Damn. Um also, but so but then Nia Long's in it, and Nia Long is I mean, I maybe she's not as big as I think she is either. Like <laughs> um but she was in she's in Big Mama's house. Like, I, what do you know, Neil Long from? Best thing about her, she's not Stacy Dash. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't say
1: shit that Stacy Dash thinks is okay to say. Um, I don't know. She was on a lot of stuff. It was all like here and there, though. She was also in Boys in the Hood. Um, she was in she was in Fresh Prince, uh, and in a lot of episodes. I remember she was in Moesha. She was just like one of these actresses that was around a lot, you know, doing a lot yeah. of things. So you she's one of those faces you just see often.
0: Yeah. What one actress that you did fail to mention in this movie, who's probably easily the biggest actor in from this movie, is uh Regina King. Ow. Regina King plays uh Ice Cube's sister, and I believe, right? Um yeah, Cube's sister. And but she's been in I mean like, yeah, she's been in tons of movies since in the in the last twenty years, like, and I I want to say she's been nominated for a uh, maybe that's not true. She no, she's won an Oscar. she's won an Oscar for what? That's, uh for uh, if um, if Beale Street could talk, oh. twenty nineteen, missed that um, one. But yeah, I mean, she. So I would say she's probably the most famous person to come from. I mean, n- next to Ice Cube, I mean, she's probably easily the one of the most famous actors to come out of this movie
1: yeah i'm looking at her imdb now it's just a lot of stuff that i haven't watched it's it's stuff that i'm just not into so i i've just missed her personally a lot of tv shows yeah Um, i like the boondocks says she was in the boondocks that's that's actually a really good show it's not just funny it's like it's good
0: she's in ray which was and she was really good in that i feel like um anyway Did you
1: you ever watch the boondocks
0: the boondocks i had no I never
1: did. My favorite thing is the creator who's this who's this black comedian. The creator's always
0: taking shots at Tyler Perry. <laughs> That's probably my favorite thing about that show. Um so you have a now you have a RIP cast cuz there's a bunch of people in this movie that have since passed away. Yeah, really really kind of sad, honestly. Um,
1: I mean this movie's 26 years old now, so you can imagine that a, a few people would have passed. But, you know, it's, well, the first, I'm going to skip, the first one I'm going to say is Bernie Mac, you know, and he, what's really sad about Bernie Mac is, is I think he died in his early fifties, but he had spent like his life kind of building almost the perfect career, like almost the perfect Mm -hmm. pyramid up to the top. One of these rare breeds of people who's really funny, really talented, really well respected that has a constant ascension in his career. Like he's always getting a little more famous, a little more popular, a little better, a little bigger role. Then he gets his own show. You know what I mean? Like he just, he really climbed the ladder the right way and
0: mm-hmm. then
1: passed away. Tragically very young. I think he had a heart attack. Um, So that was pretty sad. Uh, but if you get the first drop ready, and we mentioned this earlier, that tiny Lister junior who plays Debo uh, has also passed away. So we're going to play you, my favorite clip hit on of my house. Cool. Oh shit. Yeah. That's my boy punk! <laughs> you got knocked the fuck
0: out!
1: <laughs> That's my boy Punk! So we're playing uh Tackle football on Saturdays back in high school when somebody would get like laid out really bad. I'd like to, I'd like to go run
0: over them while they was still on the ground, go,
1: damn, you got knocked the fuck out, and then ah! and do that little dance and laugh and walk around.
0: Oh man, that you did that to people. I didn't knock them out. I would run over after you, you, you were Chris. You were Chris Tucker. You I was just, the Chris you were, Tucker. Yeah, I wasn't. You're not, uh, you not knocking anybody out.
1: We uh, we know no, that. And it was football. It wasn't like people were getting punched. They were just getting tackled hard. We These were games. playing without
0: pads, though, so people get hurt. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, yeah. No, uh, Bernie Mac. He or sorry, uh, so yeah. So tiny. We already talked about him, but like going back to Bernie Mac. Like, yeah, you're right. He he was really he. He didn't start really getting famous until like the mid nineties. Um, and, and like he would, yeah. And like, that is sad. Like I didn't realize he died, uh, died so young at the age of 50 and like in 2008. And so Bernie Mac that- famously on deaf comedy jam, I guess the, the audience had
1: gotten really, really riled up and they were booing and cussing. And like, I guess all the comedians that had come out were bombing and the stage was just empty because they people were throwing shit on the stage and the place had completely turned on these comedians. And Bernie Mac wasn't famous yet, comes out from backstage and grabs the mic and says something like, I ain't afraid of y'all motherfuckers, like that. And like for whatever reason, it like saved the show. Like Everybody thought it was funny. Everybody loved it. Everybody thought he was great. And the show got completely turned around and he won the respect of a lot of, People in comedy, a lot of uh, black entertainers that when he had been unknown before. And mm. so it was just sort of this like this career defining moment where he turns an entire comedy house around with
0: his moxie.
1: Mm. Um, that's
0: interesting. That was Bernie Mac. Uh, I should, can you watch that? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think you oh. can find that clip on YouTube. Interesting. I believe. Um, I believe I've seen it. Um, I know that I've seen somebody do an impression of it. Maybe I did see it live. Or not live, but on a recording. Uh, the right. last person who passed that we wanted to bring up is John Witherspoon. Um, mm-hmm. He played Ice Cube's dad in this, who's also a really popular, famous role. And <laughs> we cut out a nice drop for you on that one, too. You trying
0: to be no dog catcher. Why not? I don't even like dogs. That's the beauty of it. I grab a dog, and I cook him, and I, I kick the shit out of him. And I, and I, all day long, my foot up a dog's ass. Just bang, bang, bang up his ass. <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs>
1: of course, Super 90s Bros does not condone violence against animals. <laughs> it's important to remember that these things are uh, to be to be funny. You know what? Uh, you know what? That's, that's a good little segue here about the difference between 2021 and 1995. People could say stuff like that in 1995. And I don't know anybody that thought it was serious. I don't know anybody that thought how can they joke about that you know what i mean and in 2021 i would say close to 50% of the fucking audience would lean over and be like hurting dogs is not funny i can't believe this is in the movie
0: like like dumb shit like that like so that's my little did, That's my I, little moment I'm surprised people get upset about that that really surprises me because like it's it obviously it's a, a joke and these people know no bounds Brennan they'll be upset about
1: anything I swear it's like they get off on getting upset they get off on feeling like they have some power over something somebody else did they're like oh look at you you did this ho <laughs> my chance to rub your nose in it
0: <laughs> um well I guess I, I I never take anything that seriously so uh well, I mean, what do you what is most memorable about this movie for you?
1: Well, it's the best, in my opinion, it's the best black comedy ever made. That's I mean, that's a
0: pretty strong statement, right? I would say so. I mean, I was like when you said that, I was like, there has to be a good list of black comedy films that are up there. And I mean, yeah, this is definitely definitely one of them. I mean, I, I, I can't say like what I can't. I'm trying to think of what else would be in the in the running for, you know, best black comedies. Well, Google uh, it while I talk.
1: Ice Cube's first produced screenplay, and your first or your second is always your best. It's Chris Tucker's, like, debut movie and his best. It's Tiny Lister's star-making movie and maybe mm. his best. You had a, a, an amazing supporting cast. You mentioned Tony Cox, Bernie Mac, Neil mm. Long, um, Regina King, like you said. It's, it's different. It's new. It's funny. It's relatable. It's... It's all the things that you want a comedy to be. It's just, yeah. it's just almost perfect movie, and it has this cool ending. Like in the eighties and nineties, movies a lot of times would end with some kind of contest, right? It was like a, there was a, a a ski meet or a a race, a rain like a rain gutter regatta, something like there was a contest, a fight, a a game, a sport, yeah. something at the end of movies. This movie ended with a fist fight. Where Ice cube guts gets to knock out the block bully. And it's as fitting of an ending as you can find because it's so it seems simple, right? But really, the movie's kind of about Ice cube taking control of his own life, being responsible, not not cowering to the hood, but facing the problems that come to it that come from it. And he he exemplifies that in standing up to Debo, who'd been kicking everybody's ass the whole movie. And it's a good fight. It's a fun fight. And I—I I don't know. I like movies that end with contests and fights and shit
0: like that. i, I think it's fun. I like how the the movie ends he re- he stands up for himself. Yeah, yeah. So you looked up black comedies. What did you find? Like the the biggest one I would say like would that might be up there with it. it came out the same year as Bad Boys with uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Not a comedy. I mean, well, it's a comedy. It's a it's no, a comedy. It's not. I've it, seen it. It totally is. It's not um, a comedy. It's got some funny lines in it from Martin Lawrence. That's it. Um, I would say um, one that we might be forgetting because we I never—I had never watched, I've probably only seen this a couple of times, is Coming to America with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Um, yeah, good, but not as good as Friday. That's fair. Uh, different, I mean, this is a different comedy. And then I, the other one on this list that I really like is White Men Can't Jump, but that I, I think that's more of a drama anyways. Um, I mean, there's funny pieces of it, but like, it's definitely not a, the Indian of that movie is not a comedy (laughs) fittingly ice cube is like in like four of these movies that are on this list. He's in barbershop, which is another, I mean, I, I believe he wrote that as well. And then, um, are we there yet? But I don't, neither one of those are stand up next to Friday at all. So, yeah. So I'm
1: telling you, I mean, that's the most memorable thing to me. I think it's the best black comedy ever. Yeah, and I, I guess somebody could argue that it's number two or number three based on their own personal preference, but it's, in my opinion, it's the best one.
0: Well, my most memorable thing to the, me, and we're going to probably just have to use this drop twice, is this. Que. Bye, Felicia. That's what it's most memorable to me. The why it's so memorable to me is because I don't know what year it was, and I should have looked this up, but Bye, Felicia came back in a big way because of um, something that happened in the NFL. Do you remember this? in in the NFL? Yeah, they, I remember no, I don't know if this is the
1: anecdote you're talking about, but it was like 2014, Seattle was leaving San Francisco 49ers and Russell Wilson famously said
0: bye Felicia to the 49ers. Is that what you're talking about? That's exactly what I'm talking about because that went all over the internet for a couple of days and that's how I came to know bye Felicia. It wasn't even from this movie, but like that like I I ended up learning that that came from Friday, and i didn't didn't know that but like i just i totally remember that uh he tweeted it out the seahawks tweeted it out to san francisco and that was like at the height of probably the seahawks and 49ers i'm
1: pretty sure that was after the thanksgiving game that you and i went to
0: in the bay i think you're right yeah you are right that is that's when it happened that's probably why it's so memorable for me um have you seen the sequels i've seen next friday once it was forgettable and i never took the time to see the third installment. What about you? Friday after next. I've never seen him in Friday after next. They replaced Chris Tucker with Mike Epps. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really don't like Mike Epps.
1: I don't like Mike Epps either. And, and even if I, even if I was lukewarm on Mike Epps, which I guess I, I started out in the beginning being lukewarm on him. It's really hard to replace Chris Tucker in a movie like that. And, and it it almost does it a disservice by saying, okay, the first movie is about these two guys Craig and Smokey. The second is going to be at these two guys going through a similar thing, but it's not going to be Smokey. Like they would have been better off having three guys or a girl. So you know what I mean? Like, don't try and replace Smokey. You're not going to do it.
0: Did you know that they're in the works to make last Friday, Adam?
1: I didn't. You, you are good about this. You're always good with the,
0: the hullabaloo on the horizon. Go ahead. And tell me what you know. I n- know nothing except that it's Ice Cube. I don't know any news of it other than that he's working on it. So I guess this will complete the trilogy that is already ended. Uh, so I-, I don't know. Maybe this will be kind of a, re- a reboot of sorts. Maybe maybe they'll bring Chris C- Tucker back. Maybe maybe they'll bring Chris Tucker and Mike up and they'll all be together. Who knows? Uh, maybe they'll bring Kevin Hart into the movie. I I think there's potential here to reboot this movie. Like honestly, they could reboot this movie and they could have Ice Cube's son. O'Shea Jackson Jr. play his son and they get just redo this movie again. I would argue that his son's probably a better actor than his dad. I'm interested to see what they do with last Friday and see if, if it's a reboot. I don't know.
1: Do you think they should reboot this or remake it? No, not really. But I always say no to that. Um, I yeah. always I, I just think the Ice Cube is fully capable of making a new awesome black comedy. I don't think you have to rely on, you know, bringing out any Friday tropes. I don't think you. I just think that all that does is give you a little name recognition with idiots from the 90s who think that this one's going to be good. And that's a very small percentage. Most people, most fucking people know that reboots, remakes, all that shit don't work. Most people know it. Yeah. So what are you really getting by bringing back Friday that you wouldn't also be getting by just letting Ice Cube
0: make a new black comedy? You should do that. You should just make a new comedy. I, I don't like this tryer. I really don't like, you know, I mean, me and you've talked about this. 100 times is how much we just like people use reusing the same ideas over and over again in Hollywood. Like come up with some new ideas. It's Don't. so
1: annoying because there's so many screenwriters hard at work all the time writing new content, writing all kinds of things. There's literally every kind of story you could think of if you just look a little bit it, in Hollywood. And that's not what
0: happens and I'm sure there's dollars and cents reasons but man, hmm. is it
1: lame from a viewer's perspective?
0: Yeah do you think that this it's getting better because of streaming or do you think it's getting worse? seems to be getting worse in my opinion. it seems like the the reboot remake
1: rehash trend has has only gained more snow going down the mountain. It doesn't seem like it's shedding snow.
0: That's true. Thinking about like all the movies that are coming out, like on streaming services, they're bringing back or rebooting all these old ideas, like sex in the city is coming back, like rush hour Four. come on ice cube. Make a new movie.
1: Yeah. Find, find some young African-American screenwriter like yourself. Who's in his early twenties, who, who wrote a comedy,
0: you know, go find that script, dude like you can do it but we're gonna be back next week for our final black history month topic and i have an idea and i haven't talked to adam about it um but don't say it i'm not gonna say it but we're gonna talk about it and we'll be back next week
1: yeah you know what guys you know how you can pay us back you can give us those bomb or as brennan just said dope five-star reviews on itunes or apple music that is what we that is what we are fixes in like if we got in trouble with Big Worm, it'd be because we had smoked all of the five-star reviews instead of selling them. Like So you guys need to go out and fuel our fix for those kick-ass five-star reviews. Our five-star review uh, quantity grows by the episode. We sure thank you guys. We want to say thank you again to Rampage1979 for checking in on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies episode. He's a stud. We're going to send him a free pizza. We'd love it if you guys talked about a specific show that you liked or maybe a topic you want to watch. But check us out on iTunes, Apple Music, super 90s bros give us those reviews you can also find us on all the socials facebook twitter insta all that shit super 90s brothers at gmail.com he's brennan pointer i'm adam j pittsler we got another black history month topic coming for you before the end of february 2021 anything else
0: buddy that's it thank you so much for listening and we,
1: we got one more thing to say to you cats
0: bye felicia peace This podcast was produced and edited by Speak Spokane.